No, India, Indian bahu, Taiwanese Indian bahu. I should have some Indians interview me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Maybe me next time. <laughs> Definitely, sure, sure, sure. And so, okay, Maybe, uh, I'm gonna do a little segment that I will put in front of the episode, so it's like a summary thing. So I'm gonna ask you mm-hmm. uh, what we talked about, and then we kind of summarize a little bit, like into okay. a few sentences. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ready? Sure. sure. All right, yeah. <laughs> what do we talk about today? <laughs> yeah, it's about pretty much how Taiwan is and what do we do here. Our experience, our experiences, memories down the line for the last 12 years. Yeah. And what you can expect if you are coming here or if you are planning, you know, you, you will be very, very amazed to know many, many stories. So be ready for that. Totally. Yeah. 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 You know, you want to add anything? <laughs> yeah, I think it's more of a, you know, summarizing of our life, of uh, lives from the, like, from the time we landed uh, to this beautiful island until now, you know, yeah. uh, the transformation of different, uh, uh, you know, roles in Taiwan. Uh, I think, mm. yeah. And how you live here, how, what can you expect and uh, how can you, um, you know, navigate how can you make it more comfortable for yourself yeah. and what to look for Definitely. and what not to look for. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. So the listeners, yeah. let's get started. Welcome to Chai with Ping. This is Ping Robert. In this podcast, I cover underrepresented and personal stories. Join me with a cup of chai and take a listen. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Welcome back to Chai with Ping. My name is Ping Robert. Today I have two Indians with me, and they're super cool. Um, I met the I met the husband actually, the husband in Bangalore when he was studying in Taiwan, and I get a chance to meet his wife. Now they're married. Before they were just dating, and we were in Xinzhou, Taiwan, for some time. And today I have the honor to invite them to my show to talk about their experience as Indians in Taiwan and some of the fun experience for us to know. So let's. Welcome, Poonam and Manik. Thank you so Hello. much. Hello. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Yay! Uh, it, it's, uh, it has been a pleasure to be on your show, Ping. And uh, we were planning this for a while now. I know. And, uh, you know, I'm so glad that it could happen this, uh, you know, this time. So, yeah, we have been known to each other for a while now. And... Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's so so much fun. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I remember my first time meeting Manik was I think it's probably 2014 in Bangalore. There was an expo and I think you yeah. are representing one of the companies in Xinjou. Yeah, right, you're true? right. Right, that's true. <laughs> I think the show was called Emma, maybe if I yeah. re- remember correctly. But uh yeah. I, I remember meeting Ping in Jindal University. Yeah. Yeah, Do you remember yeah. that? I yeah. was you was had that a actually seminar? invited us uh, in Jindal. Yeah, yeah. The, it was it was uh, you organized uh, I think a kind of symposium and then you invited uh, us to give us a uh, to tell us uh, tell our experience about staying in Taiwan yeah. to the students in your center. I remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, and then it's just so fun because like we we didn't lose 
contact. And then yeah, later, Louis and I, we were in Xinju, and then we met a couple of times, and it was just, I always yeah. check like your Facebook and see your updates, seeing like you guys are having a great life together. <laughs> yeah, life has treated us well so far. Mm. So, yes. see, Taiwan plays a very important role in this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, let's talk about. I still remember when we went yeah. to your. What she meant is like. Yeah, what, what I want to say is that it's so great that you have just mentioned that we have never lost contact after that. <laughs> I think. I, yeah, yeah, we have been. Me uh, being a Taiwanese, being in India is a very like very few in many people like in, from Taiwan but like you guys also even even like there are so many Indian students but still I don't think we know enough about Indian students and now you guys are That's working right? actually frankly speaking I personally also think I still don't know everything about India as an Indian totally. so there is a lot of uh, cards uh, you know you have to know about India mm-hmm. even I come from India I still feel that there are so much you know so many things and so many more angles and verticals, which personally I sh- also have to know more about it. So India Absolutely. is very unique and, you know, very diversified and, you know, so a lot of things to everything, basically. Yeah. Definitely. Who yeah. must have known so better than a little bit out about yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows better than you? Yeah. You, have, you have stayed <laughs> how long you. in India? Six years You're or ten Indian. years? No. Just <laughs> You're an Indian industry. daughter-in-law. See? Yeah. I know, the Indian oh, Bahoo. Now you are Indian. <laughs> <laughs> Bahoo. Yeah. Bahoo. And, 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 and see, I, I always tell Manik, maybe even Indian, many of the Indian girls, like our generation, uh, maybe can't cook better than you or as good what? as you. You know? <laughs> Thank yeah, you. that's true. I mean, the rotis you make, the cakes you bake, the butter chicken, everything. It's like just yeah. amaze me every time. Oh my God, now my, my mouth is filled with water. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we get hungry, I would like to start yeah. with Punan. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and what you're doing right now in Taiwan? Yeah, okay. Uh, as you know, uh, I come from Assam, uh, the northeastern state. Have you ever been there? Yes, okay. I've been to yes. Assam, okay. Darjeeling, and Sikkim. Yeah, before I came to Taiwan uh, to pursue my master's in National Tsinghua University, I was uh, I was a, a student, a graduate student in um, undergraduate, but we call it graduation in India in University of Delhi. And after completing my graduation in uh, Delhi University, I came to National Tsinghua University. I completed my master's and then I did my PhD from National Chaotong University. And both are in Sinchu. And then now I'm working as a postdoctoral fellow in National Chaotong University as well. So see, I have seen a, you know, generation of transformation in my life from being a student, student, doctoral student, and then being an employee now. So it is, it's a great experience. (laughs) (laughs) What's your area of study? Yeah. Okay. So this is interesting because if you... um, there, most of the Indians here are working on uh, engineering backgrounds, technical fields, but very few, like me and Fiza, some of the rarest students working on humanities and social sciences. So my area is humanities and social sciences. I work on migration and citizenship policies uh, of migrants in Asia. So that's my project. Wow, 
you're the perfect <laughs> guest for my podcast because I'm featuring immigrants all along. Wow. Okay. okay. Amazing. <laughs> we we need so to. We have a next topic more. here. So yeah. We have, we have sure. <laughs> after after this, right? We yeah. Need to definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Wow. So the next topic is finalized yeah, so, of migration yeah. and immigration. So wow. I work on migration studies and we are looking on various examples in Asia, mm-hmm. like uh, India, Indonesia, Philippines, and also Taiwan now, because uh, we have some examples of uh, migrants recently being, you know, limelighted during this pandemic. So, and we look on, uh, look on migrants who are being vulnerable, who face inequality, who face exploitation in the society. Because what is going on right, you don't have to study about them. They are already already living a good life. Who are not living a good life, you have to focus on them. <laughs> Absolutely. Super cool. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the listeners cannot see it. I just gave her a thumbs up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she just gave me a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. We will definitely circle back to maybe your career later. But I want to uh, you know, turn the microphone to Manik about what you do. And I know that you study in Dahua <laughs> College. Zhonghua. Actually, it has been very interesting. I also went to Delhi University mm-hmm. to pursue my undergraduate or bachelor's. And uh, I was studying in you know Delhi University and then I applied, also applied in various other countries, including Taiwan. And uh, luckily what happened was my other plans could not, you know, uh, get into the picture. So suddenly Taiwan came into the picture. And uh, since you know that my parents, especially my mom and dad, they had a, a, you know, very, uh, you know, uh, big connection with Taiwan for, you know, even when I wanted to come here. So that played a very important role of me coming to Taiwan. So what happened was I, as I said, I was in Delhi University and uh, I was supposed to study history honors and then I had a career and then started doing bachelor's in business management and uh, you know I was lucky enough I got a Taiwan scholarship and in fact Poonam also got Taiwan scholarship and we both had that and when I came here I was studying undergraduate so I did my undergraduate from Chunghua University in Shinju and then I did my master's in Chaotung University. Uh, that is also in Shinju. And uh, later after then, you know, the life has treated me well in Taiwan. I got a good job immediately, even before I graduated. And since then, you know, that was the day and it's a day to day that, you know, a lot of things have changed. We are doing many things between Taiwan and India, especially in terms of business, in terms of getting you know, companies from both the sides to know each other. So it has been very interesting, you know, sometimes uh, lows, sometimes ups. So it, it has been good. It has been very interesting. I yeah. know that Manik has been featured in a lot of news stories. You're basically yeah. the popular, <laughs> the face of India when people think about Indians in Taiwan. And did you do a master's in engineering, that kind of uh, major, or you were still doing business? 
No, my masters was also in business management. Got it. Uh, you can call it as MBA or technology management. Oh. So it was uh, related to my bachelor's basically. Yeah. And one more thing, both my courses were in Chinese, like above eighty yeah. percent Chinese. Yeah, ninety mm. percent in fact. So Punam, I'm gonna do another episode on migration, and Manik, we're gonna do another Mandarin episode after this. <laughs> I'm gonna book you for next year. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. next yeah. year. Very happy. Very happy. Yeah. Very happy. Yeah. Very happy. Yes. So Manik already said a little bit about why he came to Taiwan, but Punam, how did you choose Taiwan? Because there are so many other countries to study. You know, humanity okay. or that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So when I was uh, doing my batch. Bachelors,、uh, what do you call it in Taiwan? So my sister was the one who introduced us to Taiwan. She was in Hong Kong at that time, and then、uh, she told me and our parents that okay, this is a good option. Taiwan is a,、uh, a beautiful island, you know,、uh, and then why not consider it? And Manik wasn't. That's how I came to know Manik. Manik was already here, and he helped us to、uh, you know. Do the application process because those times it's I'm talking about eight years back and the application process was completely different than it is now because now it's everything is online and that time we have to submit everything in a hard copy and then you have to send scan、uh, documents and send it to Taiwan so you need someone in person to go and submit all these things so he was the one to do that and that's how he helped us a lot and then that's how I got like I applied in several、uh, universities in Taiwan and then. Uh, Tsinghua was the one like、uh, looked best for me at that time because I also received the international scholarship. And、uh, what what can be better? I mean, you go you want to go out and then you get a scholarship and then you get your admission in one of the good reputed universities. And that's how. And, and it's not very very far from India as well. I mean, that is one of the most you know satisfactory、uh, feeling you get whenever you come want to come out of home. That. In, in times of need, in times of emergency, you can just fly back whenever you want. You know,、Absolutely. that's how. Yeah. yeah, that's how. Yeah, I came only I for like my higher studies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I know Manik's、mm. home is in Delhi, but you said that you're from Assam. So is your home also in Assam, or they also moved to Delhi? Yes. No, no, no. We. I'm originally from Assam. I'm brought and brought, born and brought up there. I'm、uh, in University of Delhi, and that's how from still staying、uh, Assam. We have a huge family there. Oh, wait, <laughs> whenever so, I go to India, I fly、yeah. back to my hometown. It's gonna be a long travel, right, from Delhi to Assam, or do you yeah, fly yeah. directly to the south? No, no. I, I I just fly to Delhi, and then from Delhi to I fly to Guwahati. Yeah. And then I yeah, that's how I travel. It's a long it's a long journey actually. I know. Yeah. And this year we are stuck. <laughs> yeah. This year. I don't know、yeah. about you guys, but I'm pretty、yeah. stuck here. No, we are we, we are yeah we are very safe in Taiwan, but at least we can still not travel to anywhere. Because this、yeah. is the longest perhaps、yeah. that I have not been. Uh, in person to my hometown because every time、uh, my timeline is eight months. Within eight、mm. months, I have a trip back home and come back. <laughs> but、okay. this time it's like over a year, and then、yeah. well, we are not able to go back. And but、yeah. still, you can't help. <laughs> 
the both of your family, I am pretty sure that Manik's parents have been to Taiwan. How about you, Punan? Have your family? No, traveled? they were. They, uh, yeah, because uh, my dad uh, was working, and then because in India, like you have to take a leave, you know, when mm. you want to go out. So my dad was always like, "Okay, I will, yeah, I will go to Taiwan. I will go to Taiwan when I retire from my job." And then this year, uh, last year he retired, and the pandemic happened. Yeah. So this year they were supposed to come. Mm -hmm. This year could not happen. So maybe in the future. Okay, cool. Yeah. Shout out to Punam and Monique's parents. <laughs> Hi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. So, so how long? You said that it's been eight years since you applied. So for Monique, it's even longer, right? How long have you been? Yeah, there? from two thousand eight, and. Uh, 2020. I think 12, 13 years has oh, wow. passed, and uh, I think it has passed away quite, you know, quickly. And I don't realize, you know, time flies actually. I know. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't, look like, doesn't like, look like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't feel here. like I have been here for 12 years or 13 years in a row now. <laughs> it looks like uh, right. we have grown. Yeah, wow. college, <laughs> masters, work, dating, getting married. Oh, yeah, you guys got married in Taiwan too, right? When was yeah. it? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So then, basically, I did my bachelor and master. She did her master and PhD. Yeah. So it's yeah. quite interesting. Yeah. Wow, cool. All right, let's talk about a little. What? How did you guys meet? Oh, I know, I know. Like you guys already met for you know submitting that thing, but like, how did you start dating? Yeah, so would Maybe you, you 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 can go that. <laughs> okay, so first time, you know, you know, uh, those days, uh, maybe some years back, I think eight ten years back, uh, first we met, uh, you know, through his her sister. So you know, I used to travel to India in my summer vacations and winter vacations because Taiwan has those, uh, you know, semesters. So you get a summer vacations two months and winter vacations one month. So since I was quite homesick at that time, so I used to just fly back, you know, whenever I had time. So, uh, you know, once I went to India and uh, her sister invited me for lunch and she was also there. So that was our first meeting. Yeah, yeah, but but we started, those were like a very simple general meetup. Yeah, just but general of course, meetup, yeah. we uh, started dating in Taiwan years after we I came here because that's how like, when we came here, Manik was already a pro in Taiwan. So whether we are the new students and he was like a local, you know, guardian to take yeah. us to various places, <laughs> introduce supermarkets and everything. And then that's how we had common friend circles and we used to go to parties, uh, dinners, lunch, everything together. So that's how everything started. <laughs> there must be a point that you guys started hanging out alone, huh? Yeah, after after some time. <laughs> you know, I remember that time we used to have Orkut. You remember that, Orkut? After we used to, to have a lot of... Now we have those Line and WhatsApp and, you know, Messenger. Yeah. That time we used to have chats on Orkut. So it yeah. was very interesting. You know, those themes, scrapbooks. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah. know if you had that in Taiwan also. Yeah. I think we had MSN. Messenger. Ah, MSN. Yeah, I remember MSN Messenger. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. even before that, I think ICQ or AOL, uh, yeah. that kind of AOL, thing. AOL, yeah. yeah. AOL was yeah. like way back. I remember. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yes, yes. But, in, in, but when we, because I was in Tsinghua and he was in Charleston University, we were doing masters. 
and we had like some common friends so yeah. after like every and it's so close by two universities right so you get to meet each other very often every like let's Now go out then, for coffee yeah. friends so it's very easy to meet you know every time yeah like yeah. somebody's birthday so we are yeah, invited so like common friends birthdays so parties you know, were something that is like <laughs> a very important uh, yeah. role in our lives and you know the <laughs> indian festivals like diwali and all those things yeah. so in fact we used to sometimes go back to india on the same flights yeah so we used to we used to, to have a lot of fun like so many indian students going together for trips for india trip like that so it was quite a fun yeah I know. So you have already started talking about the fun experience in Taiwan. Is there any other fun stories that you can tell us? Uh, I think most of the experiences, whatever we had, I think yeah, because uh, when you are here and you are quite independent, you know, financially and everything, and you know the course of your career and how this, how you are going to take the future steps. So uh, also side by side, you can also take the fun element. So traveling and everything Taiwan, it's all everything is very fun because we have traveled a lot in Taiwan. We have experienced a uh, a lot of different things, a lot of new things, cultures, new people, everything. So every I think the fun element is still ongoing, and it will be it will be it will continue. Okay, this year it is a little bit. It is. It has like subsided due to the whatever has happened, the pandemic and everything. But otherwise, we used we we had a lot of fun in Taiwan. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, actually, Taiwan is a very uh, you know fun-loving country. You can say. and you can really have a lot of fun and you know you can really spend good time in taiwan because taiwan has lot of good and beautiful places like hualien for example and like ilan and you know like uh, seaside you know in kaohsiung or chai you know those all these alishan yamingshan there are lot of beautiful places and uh, you know every weekend i used to just you know fly up out of my dorm and just go around anywhere because that time me and some of my friends from europe we used to have a scooter and we didn't think where we are going we just ride and you know rode to various mountains near sinchu you know near taichung and you know various places so we used to have a lot of fun you know we used to do camping you know we just took the tent and we just went on you know hikes and just stay there overnight and you know we used to have a lot of similar stuff going on and one more thing we used to travel abroad as well so because taiwan is is placed in a very good uh, location in especially southeast asia so traveling across countries in southeast asia is a very you know easy task if you are do uh, if you are in taiwan especially if you want if we come from india we need visas for every country right So Taiwan is a very sweet spot when you want to apply for visa you know it's very fast they don't give you any hurdles or any troubles in getting visas like i personally travel to almost 15 to 20 countries from taiwan so for example entire southeast asia china india you know of course and other like dubai so you know you have a lot of direct flights and cheap flights you know so 
even if you want to travel of course first travel inside the taiwan which is of, of course very beautiful and then of course if you want to go other places like hong kong macau singapore japan korea you know it's a very sweet spot you can just fly whenever you have time so you know it's a it's quite a lot of fun and i think when you are studying in taiwan there are two things which are very important one is fun because if you don't have fun you cannot concentrate on your studies as well right so you should feel happy so you feel happy when you travel when you meet people when you go for fun loving things so yeah that's a, that's very important mm. and i think taiwan has very good places to visit mm. yeah do you guys have a favorite place yeah. in taiwan i think my favorite place is kanting mm okay <laughs> In I South. like it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. I love it. Like, yeah, I like not it. bad. I mean, Hualien is good, but because I, I myself belong from the mountain, mm-hmm. yeah. because my my hometown is in is a mountain area, so uh, that is something that I have already uh, experienced. So that's why I like hunting more. I like beaches more. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Manik, what about What's you? Your... Me? Oh, maybe <laughs> my favorite place is Hualien. Mm. Oh wow! Because so you have two. mountains. Yeah. Yeah, you have mountains, you have beach, you know, you have greenery away from the city. So it's a perfect place for me, so I think. So everything very rare for people staying in Delhi. You yeah. see? Ah, <laughs> that's right. No mountain, yeah. no ocean. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. Awesome. Cool. So what about yeah, some of the challenges or difficult experience that you had in Taiwan? Yeah. Um mm, actually it's very interesting maybe I'll go first. <laughs> so since since I came long back and uh, that time the entire things were very different not only for Indians but for the entire foreign uh, foreigner community because that time Indians were of course you know handful of Indians were there in 2008-78 and uh, of course there were like many foreigners Europeans Americans and you know the southeast asians there were many foreigners but not so many of them and uh, the most uh, you know troublesome challenge which i faced was the language of course because i never learned chinese you know when i came here and the entire things were in chinese and you know for example i am vegetarian i don't eat meat so finding food for me was a very very difficult task and so immediately what i had to do is learn some words my classmates helped me to write a chinese word of how to say vegetarian let's say so i am vegetarian so i i used to carry one one book small book and i wrote all the keywords like vegetarian i want to go this i want to drink something like like you know basic stuff and just uh, you know manage somehow but uh, yeah that was a little bit tough time for me but you know tough time always makes you to learn to challenge yourself to overcome that hurdle so that's what i did and then what i did was started learning chinese because i faced a issue that was the language so what i did was learn the language to overcome that challenge and then you know we st- i started that and in one year time i was able to do basic communication so that pretty much sorted out my main problem in taiwan that was a language and uh, you know very interesting because in india 
you know when you go and buy something they have a label on the packet if there is a red dot that means that mostly it's non vegetarian food and if we have a green dot on the packet it means it is vegetarian like you know red and green but uh, in taiwan also you have you know you it, if you have noticed they have these dots but it does not mean that green is vegetarian and red is non vegetarian so first when i came i thought oh is the same so i just ate whatever i found so but i realized that you know something was not right in that thing so these are some <laughs> you know experiences <laughs> Did they yeah. label jerky like beef jerky yeah. as green? <laughs> exactly. There are there are many labels like that. <laughs> Is Poonam also yeah. vegetarian? No, I'm nah. not. Oh, not really. okay, that will be fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a hybrid, you see? That's a yeah. hybrid. <laughs> I know. Okay. Yeah, for me, I think the struggles uh, first was of course the language issue was a great one. That's the shock of my life the time <laughs> I landed here. <laughs> you know. Sure. Yeah. Wow. Uh, because uh, yeah, you talk so much in India, you know, and then suddenly you come here and then uh, the, you you can't talk that much because you can't talk at all because of the language barrier. You can only talk with fellow Indians or people who can speak English. but then that was very rare at that time and okay luckily uh, my classmates were good in chinhua university and then uh, yeah the struggle was mainly because of from the education pers- uh, perspective because the courses was were quite tough and mm. then because we come from a, a british education system to a american shifting directly because from undergrads to masters it's a great shift you know the 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 process and the patterns of learning and uh, how to pursue that that was some initially i had to you know uh, give it a lot of time to understand how to really you know pursue and uh, later phd of course it was a little bit struggle as you can understand i mean oh my god of sleepless nights and then long uh, writings <laughs> and thoughts and but then okay i would count those as uh, very logical because that was ultimately what you come for and this is a part of you uh, you know in uh, you mentally uh, you know think about uh, but otherwise everything was fine only those are some struggles and language factor i think the real struggles but others are I think the yeah. language is the main thing. Yeah. But nowadays things have really changed from last 12 years, 13 years when I came and today. So more number of people can speak English. So I think that is not a yeah. big problem anymore in Taiwan, yes. I think. Yeah, that the cha- the change, you know, we yeah. can because we, we can, can see the change. We can we came a long time back and then we can really see the change that Taiwan has, you know, come through. Uh, everywhere even if you meet random people on the road and you, for example if you are standing on a bus stop in taipei and uh, you are waiting for the next bus and then there is some fellow passenger just uh, beside you and you want to know about some information then you can just ask in english and he or she will uh, be able to reply you in good english that was very rare some years back and that's how the change has occurred you know so good to know that's mm. that's very comforting to know because i think yeah. you've been striving to become more international and yes, you can yeah, feel yeah. that yeah. along the years and it's not like 20 years it's like within 
Yes. I don't know. Yeah. Less, I think within yeah. a decade things have changed, and you. I think you have heard about your president saying one saying that by 2024 or 2020 everything will be more internationalized and yeah. you know english will be widely accepted yeah. everywhere so i yeah. saw that news somewhere a few days back yeah, yeah. so it's a good I, thing i think they're promoting bilingual education and um i'm yeah, really right, right, for right, that right. i think it will be great for kids wow that's course, a lot yes. of experience over there but like how do you as a couple navigate around taiwan to have a more comfortable life because you definitely you know you come into taiwan as international students and now as a couple how do you make your life more comfortable mm, firstly you know because uh, if you are staying in a big city like taipei kaohsiung or taichung uh commuting is never a big problem because you have mrt you have everything which is very convenient uh in sinchu it is almost near to that convenience but you still need your own convenience to go around in sinchu i feel so what i did was initially i got a scooter and mostly all foreigners uh, would do that you know because it would make your life very very easy and uh, so similarly we mostly have travel on you know scooters which is the main you know everybody likes to go around in scooter you can just quickly reach anywhere you know in in minutes mm -hmm. and uh, yeah that has so, made us life yeah, easier i, I, I want to just ask ping uh, by navigate you mean only by the way we travel or in all aspects of life in all aspects like life wise how do in you all find things of, or okay, how okay. do you find some comfort away from home yeah i think that's that phase for us has already passed we have already you know managed that 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 uh, phase i think uh, by navigating in all aspects maybe it's uh, buying groceries uh, arranging everything for the house and meeting friends buying things traveling meeting other friends that that is more comfortable we don't have to think a second thought when people send us a location okay let's meet this place in taichung next weekend we don't have to think second time which is very easy for us to so i think that phase is already uh, for example when indians come to taiwan now they contact us that how where can we buy this and where can we buy that so i think Yeah. Yeah, that that phases and has I already think, passed now. <laughs> yeah, you know, if you stay if you are a new new student or new person in Taiwan, maybe it will take maximum 2 weeks to 1 month to get known to how do you go to Taipei, yeah. how do you go to Taichung, where do you buy this that. It's it's you know Taiwan is known for its convenience, you know. Yes, yes. Every 50 meters there is a 7-Eleven, there is a family mart, you know. It's it's very convenient. Yes. Even I would say it's more convenient that what I felt when yeah. I went to the US. Yeah. So this is really convenient, you know, buying everything you can just find out just downstairs. You know, you go yeah. you go 50 meters, you have a 7-Eleven or family mart or whatever, you can buy anything. Yeah. And it's, it's 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 quite convenient here. It's very convenient because uh, even if we have uh, exchange students coming to our department, and we if we have to introduce them to the local areas for their daily necessities, and it's like about a month, and they're almost you know expert of whatever they want to know. <laughs> yeah. So it's Taiwan is quite convenient because uh, and especially a place like Sinchu, it's very it's very tiny, right? Yeah. yeah it starts so, with Kwangfu <laughs> Road in. 
Tsinghua, Chaota, and ends in downtown. <laughs> so you don't have to, you don't have to work so hard to. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That's right. I think the yeah. whole Taiwan is very small to navigate. <laughs> It's yeah. probably the and, size and, as Kerala. Thing, yeah, it's very, yeah, it's very it's tiny and also very convenient. And moreover, every city has similar structures. Mm-hmm. So if you travel to any other city, you don't feel that it's drastically, you know, some other place where you have to revamp and rethink everything. It's not like that. In fact, some cities have same road names also, like Chumhua yeah. Road, Kuang Fu Road, <laughs> like that. Yeah. So it's it's not so difficult. If you have MRT, then you know you are you are more uh, you know neck closer to you know convenience, getting more convenient in Taiwan. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and I think you know the most important role played here is uh, social media also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know now yeah you know in Facebook there are all sorts of groups from Indians to Taiwan, yeah. Indians in Taipei, Indians in Xinjiang, <laughs> Indians in Tsinghua, Tsinghua University, Chaotong, all sorts of groups. So people can post their uh, you know queries, their questions, what they want to know, even even before they land in yeah. to, to, in Taiwan, they can inquire about things from India. Or from where from wherever they're traveling, and then they can know things. They can mentally prepare. Okay, when I land there, I have to do this and this and this. So social media has played an important yeah. role in you know in, helping people navigate their life, making it much easier than it yeah, was yeah, yeah. in the past. And you know, luckily, all the communities which we have in Taiwan, no matter if it's Indian community or if it's a uh, you know foreign community. You know, people are very close to each other, and uh, you know, in times of need, everybody really comes close to, to you know help you out in any manner. You know, even you are doing fundraising or you are looking for something, you are in need or you are not in need. You know, all those situations are very helpful now because of those communities and you know how the social media has brought us together. So that's a major role player in making more convenience. And the other thing is, you know, when we came here, we could not find Indian products in Taiwan. So we used to, you know, struggle to get and buy the Indian goods in Taiwan. And now, you know, there are so many restaurants, so many Indian, you know, uh, sellers who have Indian stores in Taipei, Sinchu, Taichung, and even Kaohsiung. So now it has almost become, you know, just like a mini India. You can say you can find everything Indians. You know they are working here. They are staying here. You know they are you know having restaurants, selling products, yes. even Himalaya. You know Medimix, yeah. whatever you you name it, and you have it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I definitely yeah. see that change after I went to India because I never realized there are Indian products around Taiwan. But even yeah. with things for years, I see restaurants and shops being open, and then yeah. you know, after I got married with Louis, and then we need to buy you know Ada those homey yeah, flower that we have to find it somewhere. But like the first time somewhere very far, but the next time we find it somewhere around Tsinghua. So yeah, yeah definitely, yeah. <laughs> I think the openness of Taiwanese has has. Really, I think it, it inspired me in some way. It's just like, wow, yeah. there's a huge cultural exchange. So then, I have a question. Like, would you say, uh, mastering Mandarin Chinese will be a a necessity for you, or it's fine for other students? Manik, Manik, I think oh. this question should be your first. <laughs> mm, 
actually i feel that it depends on your end goal what is your end goal mm-hmm. if your end goal is not staying here for you know doing a job finding a job then the situation drastically changes because you can study and find courses which are taught in english and you graduate and you go back to india if you have such plans then i don't think chinese will make you you know some give you some kind of hard time but if uh, if you have you know major goals or long time plan to stay in taiwan i think chinese is still a very necessity uh, you know of today and i think not only because you want to stay in taiwan it's because you know the things are changing you know you have to be globalized now and you know uh, if we talk about business uh, you know doing business so most of the companies would want to go to india you know to do business because india is a big market and you know india is changing now everybody in, in, is investing in india so for example mostly chinese com- companies from china taiwan southeast asia if you end up uh, you know finding jobs in there or you end up working in there or end up working in the university system of taiwan then i think chinese is a major role player because it will make you into the next level because you have another unique skill and with that skill you can enter the core teams of the people you know who are working here core teams of your company core team of your you know your academics you know your department so this will give you more boost to your career to your life you know to your convenience so it will add on so i think it's still very necessary to learn chinese for my opinion yeah and about you yeah what's your experience punam I think it's still important if people yeah. can devote a, for me for example I could not devote a lot of time to learning Chinese as like manik because uh and that's that's the reason he can speak fluent and I can't but I still can speak a basic uh, you know mandarin and uh, but you know that's still I think that is one of the most important um uh, thing that uh foreigners uh, like us can benefit staying in Taiwan in a country like Taiwan with mandarin you know uh, and we're learning and mastering a new language uh, is always uh, will be uh, the advantage yeah, in the future yeah. uh, for you in any every uh, any circumstances any uh, field or any situation so if one can master then that's excellent you know beyond excellent and if you can that's a personal loss i would say <laughs> yeah 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 when i was yeah. in sonepat they don't speak english so i had to show off my broken hindi and <laughs> i felt like there were times that people like me better than my colleagues because they only speak english so then i can bargain in hindi so that's the benefit oh, yes. yeah straightly like directly yes, yes, from yes. from learning the language does it happen to yeah, you when yeah, you yeah. speak mandarin do you get some kind of favor or gifts that kind yes, of thing yes of course yes, yeah yeah all the time yeah. Uh, i should you know, say all the time yeah, yeah. because you know uh, language is something that can make that can you know build a confidence with you and the other person in front of you you know so that is something that i always feel that whenever you speak mandarin then the other person can trust you instantly yeah. you know irrespective of how many minutes ago you have met him or her <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah any experience yeah. in that yeah. can you share a story with us many many actually whenever for example if you go to i i, I go to buy groceries in the supermarket uh, not uh, in the morning market yeah the traditional so the 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 old grandmas uh, sitting you know outside with organic food organic vegetables 
So when we go to buy uh, vegetables from them, they can't speak even, they speak Mandarin, but I think they speak the local Taiwanese more than the Mandarin. But they can speak Mandarin. So when we, uh, when I try to communicate uh, them with Mandarin, then they just, you know, they just give away some extra things to me, you know, just free and then uh, they'll give me some discount. And then especially they give me some extra things. Maybe if I buy one, one vegetable that they'll give me two carrots free with that. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. Wow. Yeah. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> They're taking care of yeah. you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Yeah. Monique, okay, did yeah. you, and, did you it, surprise anyone? Yeah, yeah, all the time. Sometimes people will say, oh, why your Chinese is very good? You know, if some people say, oh, if, if you, if you, if we didn't see you, we didn't recognize that you are not a Taiwanese. Somebody will also say that to me in the past. And, you know, like, for example, if I'm driving a taxi, if I'm riding on a taxi, so mostly the taxi drivers cannot speak English. So one use case is that, you know, you have to tell them the address and you have to tell them where you are going. So they are always impressed. Oh, your Chinese is so good. And then they are very comfortable. Otherwise, sometimes they are very resistant to, you know, take foreigners because they cannot speak Chinese. So... (laughs) You know, such things. And, uh, you know, for example, if you are, uh, you know, looking for a house, rent a house, and uh, you are looking for a house, you have to communicate all the time in Chinese. Yes. And, uh, for example, when I, and I, when I, when I was shifting and uh, I talked to the owner in Chinese and because I was speaking in Chinese, he, I can instantly bargain with him. I said, okay, let's do some bargain. And, you know, instantly I got... 3000 NT discount. So I am I'm in profit, you know. <laughs> Are you saying that they're charging more for other international students in Taiwan? No, not really, but you know, you have always a room for bargain if, if you, you know if the you, language. If yeah. you can't, if you can't uh, communicate that, of course, you have to accept whatever the, the I think it's not in, even always in Taiwan. It's yeah. in every country. Every country every, like that, yeah. everywhere. If you can't communicate, then how will you try tell them that what you want and yeah. how will the other person tell you that how what are the conditions that he <laughs> or she is looking to bargain at so yeah. that is something yeah yeah cool how do people put stereotype on you guys oh some experience with us yeah maybe stereotypes <laughs> like i can say two of them one is oh you're from india your mathematics is really good, huh? You can you can instantly tell me what is hundred times hundred. So <laughs> that is some something which everybody you know have asked yeah. me. And the second one is oh you you have so many like you have a huge population, and uh, you know you you have so many people sitting in one train. You know that hanging, picture hanging. hanging on a train. So that is sometimes something which many people have asked me in the past. Yeah. I think for me, the the typical stereotypes that I, notions that I face is like everyone thinks that uh, in India, India is synonymous to curry. Curry, yeah. (laughs) Synonymous to curry. And uh, curry that has a strong taste and smell. And uh, that is okay. But other other than that, the the next uh, thing is that most of the Indians have dark skin. Dark. Oh wow! Yeah. Ah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. As, yeah, yeah. Especially yeah, for Indian have, 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 I have faced that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. why are they so dark? And but like, you are also Indian, but you look like us. 
Yeah. yeah. And then they many of many of like they ask Manik, okay, is your wife Taiwanese? His colleague actually asked yeah. him some months back. He introduced me uh, to his colleague and he he was like, "Oh, are you Taiwanese? Are you um and then some people also called me if I'm from Thailand." <laughs> asked oh, me. Oh, the skin <laughs> color. Yeah. 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 Maybe, like people all the time ask me is am I from Mexico or maybe sometimes they say, "Oh, I'm Italian." I say, "Yeah." yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Are you That's gonna so bargain with yeah. me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That I think Punam, you are a very mind like a very small representation from India because most of the people outside of India they don't know the you know the nor northeasterners in India mm-hmm. look like yeah exactly look like us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Um. Well, to be honest, Lewis thought I was from Nagaland when he first came oh, in okay. Delhi. So, yeah. so I look like you guys. You look. You look at least at like least me. Lewis knew that where is Nagaland is there. That Northeast girl. Some people even told me that they have never heard of Nagaland in India. Yeah, in India. In India. So yeah. at least at least he thought it's that's great. You know. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> and yeah one more stereotype is like people here in especially in the business community they say that indians are good in software so that is a common notion here in taiwan like indians are good in software taiwanese are good in hardware so makes a good match so all the time we talk about this yeah. <laughs> awesome yeah thank you so much for sharing the story it is so fun and i think yeah. you guys are just you know giving a great example of how much more time that you stay in Taiwan and you kind of just get a more comfortable life you know where to get things and find friends or even help the new incoming students in Taiwan are there any yeah. plans or expectations for next year cuz right now we're at the end of 2020 just continue with the work <laughs> oh yeah um, we didn't talk about your work Um, you yeah. said that you're um employed right now, so do you want to yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. that? Yeah, postdoctoral uh, is a research position, um, and then you just do primary research, write papers. It's an academic position, so it's everything is very academic. You know, you write, you conduct research, you uh, write papers, you attend conferences, uh, and then. You try to highlight the um, issues that you, you that concerns you and that concerns the society because I, I we are social science and humanities uh, people so we work on social issues and uh, contemporary problems so that's that and that's a huge area to talk so maybe we keep it for next session so that we can elaborately you know <laughs> go on to every se- every segment and understand the issues and concerns that has yeah. been raised in the contemporary. Sure. Yeah. Did you finish your uh, postdoc, or you're still looking? No, I I've started. I'm doing it. I joined this year. This oh, okay, year, got it. Uh, yeah, fall. Yeah. Cool. All right. What yeah. about Monique? Yeah. So, uh, so as uh, as you know, I have been into the you know area of business and manage management, sales, marketing for the last eight ten years. And uh, currently, you know, I'm working with the Foxconn Group in Taiwan. That's my full-time job. So I look after the entire Southeast Asia sales for a company 
uh, you know, that sells, you know, various components and sensors and IC design and all those technical stuff. Uh, moreover, I have been working on various aspects where we promote Indian and Taiwanese business platforms. So I have two honorary positions now. One is I am the associate director for Elsina. That's the oldest, you know, electronics association of India. And that's a platform we have made in the, you know, for last three years to promote the business relations between, you know, specifically Taiwanese wanting to invest in India. And similarly, Indians who would like to businessmen who would like to set up a, you know, company or have some business relations, you know, with Taiwan. So that is one. And the second honorary thing, which I just recently joined is, you know, the Taiwan UAV and, you know, drones association. So I am the Indian uh, chairman for that uh, drones association. So probably next year we would be, uh, you know, doing a lot of promotions and, you know, uh, and plans how to promote this, you know, unmanned vehicles and drones in the Indian market, because that's a really a new uh, market and uh, you know have a lot of potential you know specifically from taiwan to india so yeah that's what i have been doing since long time now so i hope you know it continues and brings the gap between the taiwan and india smaller and smaller yeah do you guys plan to live in taiwan for the longer term or you're seeking for other opportunities uh, no, currently, I think we still plan to be here for a while because we have everything is going well and, uh, you know, life has treated us well in Taiwan. So personally, I think uh, I have not yet thought about when we would move yeah. from Taiwan to India or to any other country. So, yeah. so far, we are just planning what will we do here next. Yeah. So that's it. Unfortunately, both of us are gotten the areas we were interested in so yeah uh, yeah so i think quite comfortable right now yeah, <laughs> i know wow thank you for loving my country there <laughs> it's very inspiring and encouraging <laughs> um so how can the listeners find you mm, so personally they can look me at linkedin or they can also uh you know get me on facebook sure or Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. So they can email. find me on Facebook or email. Yeah. Okay. So I will put your but, information in the episode notes. Yes. And the yes. Listeners, if you're interested in studying in Taiwan or just get in touch with Punam and Monique, so please feel free to. Yeah. Yeah. Most guys. welcome. Yeah. Do yeah. approach okay. us. Yeah. Totally. Thank you so much for coming to the show. Thank you. Yeah. So much it, it's our pleasure. And I think it's one of a kind podcast we have done today yeah, and it's very, a very good experience yeah, yeah it's a lot of good experience memory sharing and you know and i can nice. totally imagine ping doing it i mean thank yeah. you <laughs> Thanks for listening to Try With Ping. If you think someone will benefit from this episode, don't forget to share with them. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. If you like my show, you can buy me a chai with small gifts. Details are in the episode notes. Till next time!